You are listening to Focus, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. We're digging in with uh, verse 16. We're going to go right through to 19. And it's on the screen for your convenience. 43.16 reads, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So uh, again, today, the one thing I'm going to have you take away from this scripture as we dig in is God's doing a new thing. It says it right there. Behold, I'm doing something new. I want you to write that down in big, bold letters. If you have a Sharpie, put it on your arm. You can do whatever you want with it, but I want you to walk out of here today knowing God does something new. Uh, And it kind of hit me like a brick yesterday. We were getting ready for Gavin's birthday. Gavin had his uh, third birthday. He, He turns on Halloween, but everyone's always doing other things on his birthday. So we had his party yesterday. And we went to the store, my wife and I, you know, we had a bit of a reprieve. Um, the kids were at home and, and the papa was there and everything. And, you know, we started to leave and it was like, oh, you needed to get some tea. So I went down the tea aisle to get my tea because I found this awesome tea. It's called Radiate Beauty. Oh, it's so good. It, 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 Bigelow makes it and it's, it's a wonder for your complexion. It's a great tea. Um, and we went to Walmart. They didn't have it. How could you not radiate beauty in Walmart? They didn't have radiate beauty. And I'm standing there, and, and my wife Mary, she's like, it's a bit of a process, isn't it? Um, you know, and, and she's like, just pick a tea. They have all kinds of fruity teas. They got blueberry, they got pomegranate, they got cranberry. They have so many teas. Just pick one. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I'm looking for my tea. And it, and it hit me, and, and my mind went back to any of you eat at Applebee's? Are there anybody ever eat at Applebee's? Okay, a couple. Do you remember the Napa chicken? The Napa chicken, it was incredible. That was my dish. Every, every Sunday after church, I would get Napa chicken at Applebee's. Well, I still remember the day I went into Applebee's in Butler, and, and I go sit down at the table. All my friends are looking at the menu, and I'm like, no. And the waitress comes over, and I'm like, I'll just have the Napa chicken. I'm sorry, that's not on the menu. I can see if they can make it for you, but, and I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. What do you mean it's not on the menu? Do you want me to starve? I eat the Napa chicken. That's what I do. And so she was like, do you want a few more minutes? Yes, I want a few more minutes. So I sat there and I found something. I'd never really go to Applebee's anymore uh, because they got, I'm in protest of the Napa chicken. Um, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Because every single week after church, as steady as clockwork, steady as Chinese food in Manaka, I would go and get Applebee's and I would eat Napa chicken. They didn't have it anymore. I was like an ant where a water droplet came down and hit the trail. And it's like, I thought I knew what I would do today, but no, I have no idea where I'm going. I want us to realize from this scripture, God is doing something new. And that leads me to ask you, what happens when the menu changes? What happens when you can no longer get your tea, when you can no longer eat your Napa chicken? 
And I, I have these three little points I want to go through because culturally we're, we're taught these things. Whether we realize it or not or want to own up to it, we, we may not. But this is something that is across the board. In culture, when it comes to doing a new thing, we don't want to do it. We get scared. Because to do a new thing is no longer just doing what has always worked. Culturally, we like to find what works and we like to stick with it. Keep doing it until the cows already came home, but until the cows come home. We just want to keep doing the same thing because it works. And another point I want us to realize culturally, when it comes to doing a new thing, we sometimes get anxiety. We get freaked out because, oh no, what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I, I start doing this new thing, but it doesn't work out? That's something else that I want to address today. And the third thing I want to look at is how culturally some of us like to get the work done on the front side and then just coast right through. Okay, so the first one of those points I like to call uh, same stuff, different day. Go, go a couple more slides, Donna. I know I was planning on clicking it myself. I'm sorry. Um, there it is. Same stuff, different day. Okay, that's the first one. So write that down in your notes. Say, hey, same stuff. And then start co contemplating, how do I live into this or how do I not live into this? That's good application skills. Uh, and the second one is, should I take a drink of uncertainty? You know, maybe it's not radiate beauty, but it still might taste good, you know. Radiate beauty. Remember, uh, you got to keep that on your mind. And the third one is coasting to our casket. Okay, these are the topics that I've named them. We just like to coast on until our casket. Now go back four slides, Donna. Bring up that verse again because I want us to really look at this one more time. Our scripture says, Our Lord makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. God brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power, and they shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. They do not remember the... So you should not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Say new thing. New thing. New thing. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So what we see here, Isaiah chapter 43 is talking to people who know this story. You know the story, many of you. There was this point in history where there were slaves in Egypt and there was no way to get out because there was a barrier called the Red Sea. Guess what God did? God parted the waters so that they could walk through. That had never happened before, okay? So the remembrance of this was a part of, of the ancient, the Israelites, ancient Jewish culture. They remember their, how they got to where they are. They know who they are. It's in their DNA. They are taught to recite this, recount this over and over again. God made a way where there was no way, okay? I want you to realize that Isaiah was talking to people that knew that, and now you know that too. God made a way where there was no way. But Isaiah goes deeper and further by saying, don't dwell on that. You don't dwell on that. That was mighty. That was God doing something that has never been done or seen before. But I don't want you to dwell on that. You want to know why? New thing. Say it. New thing. I don't want you to dwell on what God has done because God is doing a new thing. God is doing something new. Our God does not live in the past as mighty as splitting the reds, it's like going to the swimming pool and all of a sudden, ah, over here's the yellow water for the kids and over here's the clean. No, as mighty as that would be, God, God's been there, done that. He's hitting his first rodeo. God's doing a new thing, okay? 
I want you to take that away from today's scripture. Um, and as we go ahead and go forward through those points that I just pointed out, you know, same stuff, different day, drink of uncertainty, coasting to our casket. I'm going to give you just some life application, if you will. Just some little things that you can start doing today when you leave to, to maybe experience the new thing that God is doing. The first thing is when you experience something in your life that's always worked, so you're just doing it, same stuff, different day, I want to encourage you to do this. Change it up. Change it up. And I know that goes against what you're programmed to do, but change it up. And this applies all over the place. Maybe in your marriage. Maybe it's just the same stuff in a different day. Maybe it's getting stale. Maybe you lost that spark that you used to have. When your marriage, change it up. And I don't mean get another partner. I'm not preaching that. What I'm saying is maybe get a date night. Maybe get a date night. You know, maybe go see a movie. I'd say Wonder Woman, but it shows you how long it's been since I've seen a movie, right? Go see a movie. And if you already say, well, I do that. I already go to a movie. Okay, well, change it up. Because eventually you're going to fall into this rut where you're doing the same thing the different day. Yeah, God parted the sea. That was incredible. What do you mean God parted the sea? Change it up so that it stays fresh, so that there's vitality, so that there's just spark. Maybe Google things to do in my neighborhood or area and pick the weirdest looking one. Like, what is that? How does somebody paint with I don't know. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. But how do they do that? And maybe you and your wife or you and your spouse, you go and experience that together. Because I remember when I first started dating, you know what was on my mind? That's right. Am I going to play Nintendo with this person? No, I was like, am I going to get a kiss? At the end of the night, am I going to get a kiss? There was this there was this kind of questioning. The night wasn't already pre-planned. There wasn't a guarantee because it's always been that way. And it was passionate. It was awesome. It was incredible. I pray that you change it up in your marriage so that you can experience it. In your workplace, if you're just, you know, you're filling out that monthly report and you're just kind of looking at what you filled out last month and putting it on this month, just to, you know, it's the same thing, just a different day. Same stuff, Right? Change it up. Say, you know, we did something really out of the ordinary this month, actually. I should take the time to actually write instead of copy-paste. Let me put that on there. Change it up. Change it up a little bit. And when you change it up, I'm not saying that you have to change why you do something. The why doesn't need to change. Okay? If I want to drink tea because I'm thirsty, I'm still going to be thirsty. I'm not changing the why I drink tea. I'm changing how I drink tea. If I can't drink Radiate Beauty, what am I going to drink? Change the how. See if there's a spark that comes back whenever you get stuck in that rut of just the same stuff on a different day. Second point, um, as far as taking a drink of that uncertainty, the biggest thing is, will I fail? Culturally, that's what we worry about. Will I fail? Be willing to fail. Be willing to and I know it's dangerous, it's dangerous to say this, um, but there was a movie called Meet the Robinsons, and there was this kid, and uh, he was an inventor, and he would invent all kinds of stuff, like a peanut butter and jelly machine, all this stuff. He would fail. Left and right, the machine's blowing up, it was a mess, it was terrible. The one dude was even allergic to peanut butter, really, really nasty stuff. But his phrase was, keep moving forward. 
Keep moving forward because if you just sit still, nothing's going to happen. You are not going to grow if you don't go. The way that you grow is by being willing to fail. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Taking a sip of that uncertain tea. And um, the third thing, you know, as far as coasting to our casket. You know, I, I just want you to think of God. Again, today we see God is doing a new thing. We serve a God who doesn't dwell on the old, doesn't want us to dwell on the old, as miraculous as it's been. Think of the best thing God has ever done in your life. Guess what? God's doing something new. God's doing something bigger and better than something that's already been done. Whatever the biggest and best thing God's ever done in your life, God's leading you into something new. I encourage you to follow. I encourage you to pray about it and say, God, I know that you're a God who does something new. And you know, as, as a child of God, I've heard that thrown around a few times. I'm starting to think maybe I'm not supposed to just do what I've always done. You know, maybe I'm not just supposed to stay in my bubble so that, you know, everything just, I can just sail right through life and get everything done so I can just coast. We're not supposed to coast. We're not supposed to coast. God is doing a new thing. And as the children of God, it is in our blood, in our DNA, in our heartbeat, hopefully, to do something new. You can try and, quell, you can try and shove that down. But I think somewhere down deep, if you dig, you're going to find that you have a desire to do something new. So pray to God, how do I join in this new thing that you are doing? How do I join in on this new thing? That's kind of where I want to leave you. And the reason I'm doing that is because, again, this is a series on our focuses and we're offering new opportunities for new people, new places for new faces. We will not get new people involved if we do not do something differently. If we do not do something new. So pray about it. What is God calling us as a church to do? What is God calling you as an individual to do that you can get us on board with? So that we can see God really work in our community. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that you are calling us into something new. That the same old, same old is not for us. You know, you have something better in store. Something bigger and better than ever before. Give us a heart to follow you. Even when we're drinking uncertainty, let us not be afraid of failure because in you all things are possible. In you... Even if the world tells us we fail until they're blue in the face, you see your children who are striving to do your work in a place that so desperately needs it. Just lead us, guide us, direct us, search us, inspect us, provide for us, and project us into who you would have us to be. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray these things. Amen.